0: So we're supposed to be on the golf course right now. Yeah, but
1: it's spring break week decided to be the um, wettest week we've had in uh, probably a calendar year. Wow, huh. I missed out on my chance to have my second ever professional round of golf.
0: Yeah, I went out and shook my fist at God this morning <laughs> as, as rain and was I was just drowning the neighborhood.
1: I put a lot. I put a lot more effort and thought into this round than I did my only other round of golf last year I I actually went to the uh, PGA Tour Superstore it's pretty high toned. yeah I'm not not a uh, I, w- I wanted to make sure I looked the part I think the last time we played I just wore gym shoes and uh, a pair of like old dockers that I had and I <laughs> I feel like in order to play my best golf I need to I need to really look the part so I uh, I, w- I went into the PGA Tour Superstore and I'm, I'm not joking I was immediately drawn to the Ricky Fowler <laughs> display.
0: Just straight build hats. Yeah, and no, and things. I didn't get a
1: hat. I didn't get a hat, but I did buy his shoes and one of his uh, extra tight shirts to wear. And I, 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 I'm I, ashamed to admit, but I tried on the golf pants that matched the shirt. Uh, it was really tight with the uh, Puma logo kind of above the right thigh. Yeah. Um, but I couldn't pull the trigger on that. But I would have if I would have got the pants, I would have been... In a complete Ricky Fowler outfit, head to toe. Wow, going out there just hoping to maybe break one twenty-five. Yeah. So
0: what? What color is this outfit? Like bright orange?
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, I didn't get the bright orange, but I did get a uh, a, a bright a bright blue shirt. Uh, I got the white belt just <laughs> to wear with the pants. Wow.
0: So you could play from the white tees and shoot one
1: twenty-five. <laughs> Pretty much, pretty much. Just impress. Just impress absolutely no one. <laughs> my my uh, my thought process was if I if I feel confident, uh, then that'll obviously translate well into the golf game.
0: Yeah, it should. But it's, theoretically, I guess. I mean, it's kind of like the uh, the guy who shows up to the gym to play basketball and he's got like the full Allen Iverson sleeve on and the uh, you know two hundred and forty dollar pair of Jordans and. You know, it puts up about two points the whole day that, yeah. that they're out there. No, so. this
1: this rain may have really been a blessing because I would have been I would have been that guy sitting in the clubhouse, deciding not to go out, and everybody would have looked at me and said, "Whoo, <laughs> this guy knows what he's doing here." Yeah, it's, a, it's a good thing it's raining because I've been looking at you
0: to, to get all the reeds off the greens and everything.
1: <laughs> this guy's dressed for success. I was dressed for success and then so then uh instead of of getting to spend the the whole morning on the golf course I I decided to drive over here and do this and then almost got in a car accident on my way over here. Wow, Chinese lady. No, but I I do have uh I have a theory about what happened. I I feel like if if another car almost gets into an accident with you and and you're right at that 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 moment where you're about to impact the car and you you look at the car that you're about to hit and there's already Accident damage exactly where you're about to hit them. <laughs> that's 100 percent their fault all the time, right?
0: Uh, wow, well, you would think so.
1: If they've if they've already made this mistake in the past that that caused their car to be hit in that exact spot, that's on them.
0: Wow. So what do we? Uh, what what kind of car are we looking at here?
1: Yeah, uh, it was a kind of an older blue uh, minivan, uh, not quite as blue as my Rory uh, or my Ricky Fowler golf shirt. <clears throat> uh, yeah, and it was. Uh, I was driven by somebody I would describe as being from the Far East. Wow! And the challenges of looking over the steering wheel may have been greater than mm. for the average driver on the road right. during the day. But uh, but that that's actually actually nothing compared to what happened a couple of weeks ago. I, I think I I think I've uh, I may have even put this on Facebook. Actually, no, I didn't because I didn't want to lose my job. Uh I forgot. But I, uh, which I've, obviously <laughs> will happen after this. <laughs>
0: After this is released to the public.
1: I I was driving uh, close to my home, and and I I was actually admiring that there was a a vehicle in front of me with a a Medea license plate. You know, the Tyler Perry movies movies. Like I don't have the whole
0: collection (laughs) right here
1: at the house. I think I can honestly say I haven't seen one. But but anyways, and not to be overly stereotypical, but... uh, I quickly went from being amused by the Medea license plate to really having to brake hard to avoid uh, having an accident because the Medea car cut across three lanes of traffic to just come to an almost complete stop right in front of me. And, again, not to make this stereotypical in any way, but...
0: No offense intended. He did Once make whatsoever.
1: that very aggressive traffic move to uh, make the turn-in for the KFC, so... <laughs>
0: Man, that is... Uh... That is most disturbing, for sure. So, back to the accident today, we've got a minivan with damage and someone, well, far east is mentioned. So, I assume this was not a high-speed accident. <laughs> I, I, I couldn't imagine that would be possible.
1: No, this was, a, this was an accident that took place in the surface Streets. Uh, I feel like we both would have successfully walked away had it, had uh, an impact occurred.
0: Yeah, I feel like the cars would have <laughs> just kind of just slightly bounced off one another and just went on their merry
1: way. Yes, uh... I would have just further further uh, impacted the damage that was already had already been sustained by the vehicle
0: wow well you, you you narrowly averted danger and possibly the end of your life just to get here and do a very amateur
1: low level podcast <laughs> yeah I know and and uh and I put a lot of work into this too because I knew we were going to do this, and I watched um, Three and a half episodes of The People versus O.J. Simpson last night. Wow, just to catch up. Just to catch up so that we could have a relevant conversation about it. Yeah. And my yeah. DVR was doing this weird thing where those episodes are strange times, are like an hour and 11 minutes, an hour and 14 That's minutes. That's an FX bit. Yeah, and and my DVR was just terminating where, where it showed it still had recorded five more minutes, but I couldn't access it. So every episode I basically ended on what the final scene would have been, but I didn't see the end of the episode. So right. it's really, really frustrating. Not as frustrating as trying to figure out how to get them to work on the FX Now app, which is just complete trash. But okay. Yeah, that's why you just got to set your DVR correctly. But my my main takeaway was I do not ever remember a lawyer having a heart attack during the... It didn't happen. So that didn't happen? They have a that did not happen. for the show. Okay, I, I didn't have the... Uh, no, that, that guy,
0: Bill, whatever his last name is, um, I, I think there was, I think there were health or stress related issues, or reasons why he dropped out of the prosecution, but he did not have a heart attack. So the- that was
1: totally fictionalized for the show, and they thought they could slip that past us. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> That's terrible. So, so let me ask you this then, I and I really don't know the answer to this, but the implications were that. Chris Darden and Marsha Clark had some kind of sexual relationship. I think that
0: is true. That is true. I don't know if it happened during, wow. during the course of the trial and the prosecution itself, but at some point in time, my understanding is that they were romantically involved. Well,
1: this is game-changing news. because yeah. I, uh, I found the, the scene where they were uh, dancing in her office to be quite uncomfortable. and now that, I thought they had great chemistry. But now that you told me that he's actually been laying the wood... Uh, to her allegedly that that makes it even makes me even more uncomfortable about watching the video.
0: Yeah, I don't know if that was ongoing while the while they were while they were trying the case or not or if that was after the fact or whatever, but uh yeah, my understanding is that they were definitely uh they were a thing for a for
1: a period of time for sure. That's unbelievable. So I've got all these things that I'm concerned about whether or not they were boning uh, whether or not this guy has a heart attack in the courtroom. The only thing I actually looked up on my phone while, during all three and a half episodes last night was uh, actual pictures of Marsha Clark to see how they did the hairstyle. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but I bought a Ricky Fowler outfit, so I mean, what, what can yeah, I say?
0: That's, uh, were you, uh, the last episode, were you frantically Googling on your phone National Enquirer pictures of <laughs> Marsha Clark to get the see if that beach no beach i didn't but you know, what I did, somewhere. you know
1: what i did look up that i didn't know about and, and i'm uh you're i know you're gonna know but um i the the cake the picture of the cake that they were talking about on the hard line uh the very sexually explicit cake uh it, 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 it was a um miami dolphin that was just recently cut and i i'm completely blanking on the name but uh, brent grimes yes yes i uh I actually broke my rule of not using my cell phone while driving, so I'm, I'm driving 70 miles an hour, and I was on Google uh, Images looking for the picture of the Brent Grimes cake.
0: Yeah. A man who has been cut from that team, and other teams basically don't want to sign him because his wife is crazy. Yeah. And the it, great Miko
1: Grimes. I don't know if you're familiar with the cake. Uh, uh, kind of, but not the I've, particulars. I've... Uh, I've studied it almost now as much as the 40-yard dash video yes. we're going to get to in a minute, but what she's doing with her other hand is really disturbing to me. I just want to go ahead and throw that out there. Wow. Uh, especially uh, in the context of the cake. No part of her
0: hand is, like, inside the cake or anything like that, <laughs> right? No. We haven't, we haven't pegged that down, no. so to speak? No. no wow. No. So, uh, yeah, back to O.J. Um, the show is just Fantastic. And I'm pretty sure, like, in the acting itself is also, I think, great. Except for David Schwimmer, but um,
1: <laughs> I'm actually surprised too. Like looking at pictures, that 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 they really did a good job of people capturing the correct looks of of the uh, real life trial participants that they're supposed to be portraying. It, it, it's been really great, and I I had very low expectations going in. Yeah. Well, well FX was behind it. Well, in, so in fact, that's why I was so far saw. behind. Is I got a late start because I just. I didn't. I wasn't planning to watch it, and everybody keeps saying how good it was. Yeah, it's
0: it's great. Um, and I don't even really care about you know. I guess Cuba Gooding's doing okay as OJ, it but really,
1: that's a, really a small part in yeah, the whole show. I think
0: it's irrelevant. I think we know his story. He he barely he, he's barely in it. He nearly decapitated his fucking <laughs> ex wife and slashed a random guy. 20, 30 times, including stabbing him multiple times after he was dead. He was still stabbing him. So we know OJ's story. So I think it's <laughs> it's good to see um, the rest of it. I mean, I'm much more interested in that, uh, how the defense, you know, put up all their smoke screens and um, basically just raised reasonable doubt all over the place, but proved nothing. And the prosecution basically just fumbled this thing for eight months and... Should have been an easy case, but they let it get away from them. But, my, I mean, that last episode, this week's the last one that you watched. that was basically all about Marcia Clark. It was like the most miserable experience for her, <laughs> personally and professionally. I mean, just what a complete train wreck. And we, we're we only like halfway through, more or less. We haven't got to the part of actually losing the case yet. She
1: probably should have kept her clothes
0: out at the beach, though. I... I make no judgments, as I have not uh, seen said pictures, nor will I, obviously, be, you know... Well, I don't know.
1: I don't know going down down to believe right that much right now. So, but yeah, I think it's, uh, it's fantastic. Uh, so do you, is it a weird experience for you to watch this now after watching uh, Stephen Avery, watching Making a Murderer? Uh, to see the di- the difference between a really competent defense team and uh and some of the poor people that Avery had to fight through yeah like uh Lynn Kaczynski <laughs> yeah,
0: and then I guess um well, I guess you have allegations right, in both cases that uh the police may have been involved and framed somebody right
1: yeah but i, I mean I feel like that with the this there was a, quite a stretch the o j s team was having to get into the framing uh I feel like they they had a field day with the Stephen Avery evidence. Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, they just clearly the race card was was played early on, even though the prosecution kind of tried to uh, to block that at the at the outset that we you know don't need to go down that road and. Well, Marsha
1: was great. I mean, she she apparently even let a black eye boner to show how not racist she was. I feel like yeah. that's... She should put herself on the stand. That's like that's like taken to the uh, the uh, I have lots of black friends. Yeah. Defense like to the next level. Hey, look at, let me scroll down my phone and see all
0: those <laughs> friends. <laughs> I have their avatars next to their names, and you can tell they're black.
1: This guy's named Tyrone. There's no way he could be white. Now I'm excited to see the the uh, next one where they where they they push the the racial stuff even further because yeah. I I remember um, you know I remember it got. Progressively, of so This is just my recollection of when it when it happened, but uh, still, pretty shocking to have a uh, basic cable uh, n bombs being dropped though. It makes me quite uncomfortable. Not a not a fan of that.
0: No, just not really uh, used to that. It is a little bit unsettling. But I guess since it's cable, they can pretty much uh, pretty much show on there whatever they want.
1: Well, no, and they do, uh, except for the Marshall Clark Beach photo. But well, no,
0: <laughs> but we've we've had n bombs and. Uh, We've had MF bombs, yeah, and I don't remember that being said on the Shield. Yeah, they never went that far on the Shield. Or Sons of Anarchy, which may have been even an even more over the top show at times than the Shield, and I don't recall.
1: No, and I've any noticed of that on, on there. Um, Better Call Saul when they when they get there, they yeah. they do a weird thing with the volume and yeah. they like uh, they kind of self-censor it they, they don't a, they don't beep it but they uh, they mute the volume periodically when there's an F-bomb coming
0: yeah there was a couple of those in Breaking Bad too where there there was an there was an F-bomb within the the script but yeah you just basically edited out the volume at that at that point and I I don't know I guess that's just a decision the the network makes whether to actually air it or not but yeah <laughs> um I'm trying to think of what the context was, but it was like episode four of the OJ show at the very end when Marsha Clark's in her backyard like reading something. I forgot what she reads in the paper. And then it just ends. She's just sitting there and she just kind of puts her head in her hands. She's just like, mother ever, And then that's the end of it. And I'm watching that and I'm like, oh my gosh, I not on that channel. You know, the, uh, is that something you normally hear? So pretty shocking. But uh yeah, going back to just the acting, uh, the guy playing Johnny Cochran and the guy playing Christopher Darden are—I I suppose we can just hand them Emmy awards right now.
1: You're going to go ahead and get your Emmy predictions in early for those two. Yeah,
0: even though my broad spectrum of television shows is limited to like two or three over an entire year, <laughs> we'll go ahead and uh,
1: go ahead and award the vast majority of the awards to this show probably. Well, at least at least you're watching relevant television. I'm still catching up on things that ended ten years ago and getting very excited to talk about it with people. And oh, it's yeah. hard to find willing participants for that.
0: Yeah, because I was very uh, excited
1: to see uh, characters from The Wire showing up on OJ Simpson, but it's been so long. I don't think people yeah. get my Frank Sabaka references.
0: No, probably uh, probably not. I didn't dig too far deep into The Wire either. I only made it like four episodes in and. And then that was it.
1: Well, if you're if you're not a fan of uncomfortable racial language, it's probably a wise decision.
0: I'm I'm you know really open to any form of <laughs> drama and or comedy and or
1: uh, offensive language.
0: I, hey, it's all they're all just words. Like, except for that one, that's more, that's more <laughs> than more than a word, and that's. Can I quote you on that, sir? Yeah. Yeah, please don't. Uh, fact, please yeah. don't do that. We'll edit that part out. Might
1: have to put that in a uh, an email to your uh, superiors.
0: I actually, probably just put a bullet point <laughs> on my resume. I'll just take it the complete opposite <laughs> direction and, and promote it.
1: Say, hey, if you take away its power, it's just a word. Yeah, let's uh, let's that's, be honest.
0: That's what I've uh, that's what I've heard or been told in the in the past. So, but I think that overall, it's great. I guess we got like four episodes left. Can't wait to see how it turns out. I suppose... um, I
1: think it's going to end in the uh, palace station with some kind of a fight over memorabilia. That's just my prediction. I
0: wonder if they would bring something like that in or if that'll just be kind of a footnote at the end.
1: And OJ, uh, recent pictures look like he kind of had the same uh, treatment in jail that Brendan Dassey did, which is he put on about 150 pounds. Oh, he's not looking well (laughs) at all. So jails either been really kind to him or really bad to him. I don't know how and you he, look at that. But, but he's obviously been not not starved for a good meal, Joe.
0: And he apparently is uh from what I've read, he's real cocky in jail about the fact that he was acquitted and there's no way he could be obviously, legally speaking, he can't be tried again.
1: But is it is it can you be cocky if you were acquitted and then convicted for the stupidest thing ever? Well, yeah. going into a, going into a place that's universally known for extremely high security and then obviously committing a crime. So I I don't know if, I don't think this knife that was found
0: recently was the first one that's ever been turned in saying, hey, I found this and it was near the property. I read something yesterday that had a, well, it was in quotes, but I don't know if it was OJ's quote that I I think with a, maybe a prior occasion where a alleged weapon was turned in that may have been the the murder weapon that he was quoted as saying something along the lines of if it's rusted i can't be busted <laughs> so i don't i don't know if that's an accurate
1: oj if that's a juice <laughs> statement or quote or not well if i understand the double jeopardy laws right he could he could actually like say yeah that's the knife i killed him with and they can't do anything about no, it they can't, Yeah, they can't do
0: anything about it and even civilly there's already been a civil judgment holding him responsible for it and they levied, you know, $33 million against them. Right. They can't come back and say, well, now you've admitted it, so it's $88 million. Not that it would matter because they didn't have any money. Yeah. It doesn't have any money anyway.
1: But uh, yeah, how cocky would that be? So $33, $33 million. Wow. Yeah. And Aaron Andrews got how much? Well, she's, she's not, not going to get any of that. That's right. She's not going to get any of
0: that. I mean, that's, it was $55. that would be like
1: them suing me for $55 million. Yeah. Dollars.
0: But it was 55 but half of it is owed to her by the guy who stalked her, who's in prison, who, does have, who has no money. So they don't give you money for like making license plates and stuff. Like she couldn't get that.
1: Redirect, she a, redirect, redirected to her. She sees uh, about account?
0: a dollar sixty every day.
1: Yeah, I mean, hey, it's at least it's something.
0: No, but he owes half. the other half. They're going to tie this up in appeals. But
1: they'll probably settle for some amount.
0: Yeah, eventually. Yeah, but the government then takes their thirty-five, forty percent. Wow. So I think I heard the the breakdown is fifty five million dollar award, but what she? I mean, not that I mean, I would take this obviously, but she's gonna see like I don't know, ten fifteen million, probably max.
1: That's not terrible. Did the did the Goldman or Nicole Brown people get any money from the Jews, or did he not <laughs> from the who from the Jews? Oh, I thought this went back to your racist <laughs> car That's accident. Not, right? That is not an approved nickname, by the way. Um, they got.
0: Well, the, the the thing with that was, I think, paying all of his attorneys more or less bankrupted him.
1: Well, and if, yeah. it didn't,
0: if it didn't, then this judgment was the last straw or whatever. But uh, the other thing, they couldn't get... I don't know how much the Goldmans got because, by law, OJ is getting a pension from the NFL. Right. And they can't touch that money. Like,
1: Oh, those are protected? Yeah. Wow.
0: And I don't have my law degree from a, an esteemed institution like... <laughs> The University of Phoenix or Texas Wesleyan, but, uh, so I don't know the, the ins and outs of why it can't be touched, but, um, yeah, so they, I think it was just getting a judgment that he was responsible for it.
1: Oh, well, well, that's fascinating. I, had, I, uh, I didn't know that your pension was absolved from, from judgment. So apparently so. So, so when, the, when the juice gets out and I said juice very carefully there, Yeah. uh, He'll probably, be, he'll probably be in okay shape other than the fact that he's morbidly really obese and, you know, <laughs> cholesterol and stuff like that. But, I mean, otherwise... He has no money. he be fine, yeah. Well, no, he'll have his pension. He'll have his pension. He'll be okay. He, well, that is true. Um, he's up for parole next year. Is that true? Yep. Wow, so I wonder if this uh, knife discovery will help or hurt that.
0: I mean, I think only... Well, I mean, if they test it and they're like, well, it, by coincidence, it has Ron Goldman and Nicole Brown Simpson's DNA all over it, then yeah. that would probably be a bad... Uh, I wonder if they can consider his, that though. I wonder if that's
1: something that can be considered yep. in the parole. Area.
0: I couldn't imagine that it it wouldn't be. Well, there you go. But he he could be uh, he could be out on parole sometime in 2017. But he's he's nuts. He's crazy back then. And it turns out I the one thing I didn't know is like with his suicide note, I don't think Kardashian uh, wrote it for him, but I think he. Proofread it. I think that was the story, because OJ is, like, barely literate. <laughs> so, uh,
1: I mean, I... So, so, slightly switching on the OJ topic, though, the, the uh, description of the, uh, the grip that he put on Nicole when they were leaving the restaurant. You ever done that?
0: The, 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 this is <laughs> no, no. no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I believe the, the, the quote was, this is where babies come <laughs> from, and this is mine.
1: That would support your barely literate claim.
0: Yeah, I think so. I think that's pretty a pretty elementary, very uh, literally, barely, uh,
1: barely something. Yeah, now, I, I, another thing, and I'm sure this is true, but but uh, I thought the Johnny redecorating his house was a hilarious bit. Yeah, and Given that, it, that, like, that really kind of happened. like the Nat X makeover. Yeah, pretty pretty great.
0: And even the one. Uh, there was one, it was a Norman Rockwell painting that came from the Cochran collection.
1: The Cochran collection. And and they had pictures of kids that weren't even his kids. Yep. Unbelievable. Well, and
0: I, th- I think the story on that is they really re- redecorated the house. I don't know if they put kids, pictures of kids that weren't really his in there. But there was a picture of OJ and his mom that they put up. And Johnny Cochran did bring pieces of art from his house. And... Um, and
1: nobody ever called him out on that at the time. Like, he just got away with that. Unbelievable. What... I mean, it's it's not... Can it you wasn't... imagine if Stephen Avery had somebody to make over his trailer before they, <laughs> they showed up? You know, put in some nice, you know, they, they Ikea down, furniture or yeah. something. Just, they took
0: down all the swastikas and <laughs> the, the ch- hustlers the ch- and
1: stuff. chains on the bedposts. Yeah. and the... Uh, uh, abnormally high amount of firearms.
0: Yeah, and they put up a, a Ten Commandments <laughs> and just a re- some recipe books and things like that. The
1: Ten Commandments. That's what you think would be a good thing? <laughs> still, uh, the Ten Commandments. He'd be free and he might still be pitching for the how many, how many people do you think as part of their home decor have the Ten Commandments?
0: My grandmother did. I actually
1: think mine did too now that I'm thinking about it.
0: I know, I know my grandmother did <laughs> at her
1: house. I, maybe both sets of grandparents did. <laughs> I know my grandma had the uh the footprints in the sand. My mom had that and that's a
0: that's a good bit to refer to every now and then. just refer back to that whole thing of hey, that's where I was carrying you at the end. That's for a very small percentage of people in the grand scheme of things it's a It's a joke for the uh no I minority saw uh, percentage
1: I saw a, uh an ad one time that was a spoof on that. Yeah, I don't know if uh, if in the Sacrilege Hall of Fame, it's it's got to be at least in the uh, foyer. It may not be in the actual <laughs> hall itself. It doesn't have a bus. It's at least in that special, like, you know, in the Baseball Hall of Fame where they have like the Rookie of the Year poster. It's got to at least have made <sighs> it that far. But uh, yeah, it was pretty much for a, a bar on a beach uh, that you had to walk through the sand to get up to uh, mm-hmm. said bar. Uh, and there, that means there may have been, somebody had to carry it. Yeah, there may have person that enjoyed, uh, enjoyed the services of the bar a little too much and had to be carried out. Wow. Leaving yeah. one set of footprints in the sand. That is, that is
0: funny, yet a little bit. Well, I don't even know if it's funny, but, uh,
1: you know, for, like you said, for that small percentage of the population, right. uh, probably got their lighters up for that.
0: Yeah, I'd say so too.
1: It's funny. Oh, man. So now that we've talked about OJ. You want to talk about something that's really weighing heavy on my heart? Is this the 40 yard dash? Yes. And I have heavy in quotes. This would be.
0: Huh. If they still had Wide World of Sports, you know the intro, oh, the yeah. intro of that, the, oh, yeah. whatever the voiceover was, and at the end it showed the, the skier that had like the worst skiing crash of all time or whatever? I, I do. It should be this the Agony guy. of Defeat. Yes. Thrill of Victory and Agony of Defeat. Absolutely. And the agony of defeat should be Chris Jones of Mississippi State's <laughs> giant wiener flopping out of his compression shorts and him taking a no- nosedive 27 yards into the 40-yard
1: dash. Well, I, and I, uh, I have experience with one of those two things, and that would be compression shorts. shorts. Yeah. I really don't physically see how that could possibly happen. I, I, I'm having a really hard time to see because they fit tight around your thighs. Well, first of all, I should back up. to I've studied this probably more than the Zapruder film's been studied. All right. A lot of people said it. It didn't fall out the bottom of his shorts. It came out the top. Are we going to agree on that? I haven't looked closely enough. Oh uh, We well, need to do that where you can pause it and then pinch in really tight. Okay. All like right. I said, I, I've 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 studied this completely, but I, I feel like you know the. Probably the person that just sk- the casual viewer of the video no. writes it off very quickly and says, Oh, his, his his dick fell out the bottom of his shorts." That's not what happened. I'm somewhat
0: less impressed, but still, still. Well, impressed, no, I
1: think but- I'm more impressed because what that means is that the sheer weight created I guess it
0: just busted
1: created such force that it actually found its way to, <laughs> to move the entire compression pants down. I mean, think about that for a second. How difficult that would be to. You know, have made it to the point where you're at whatever weight he is. Over, I mean, he's a very—he's a large man. Individual. He's a man of
0: size, uh, and he ran a so five
1: oh uh, forty or something like that.
0: I don't, know, I don't think he was under. He broke five. So I don't know if this is a relevant question or not, but like, where was he wearing the shorts on his waistline?
1: It looked to me
0: again just normal. So I, he wasn't I, reaching down with his arm holding him up as he walked or anything no. like that. Okay.
1: <laughs> I really don't even understand what you mean by that, sir.
0: I, I don't know either. I live in North Dallas.
1: And I find uh, I find anything uh, implicating that to be highly offensive. But but I think
0: the most entertaining part because I haven't studied the uh, the video in as much detail as you apparently have, I, and I'm not ashamed. I think of it. I was under the impression that maybe the shorts were just shorter and it just kind of that's fell not out what the I bottom. saw.
1: Now I, that again, I I can't say definitively, but uh, I would have to get a high resolution copy of the video.
0: But, but I that's think not what I saw. my favorite part was. He, he falls down, and then he gets up, and the trainer comes over, who's genuinely concerned about him. and He kind of has this half grin on his face, and they're like, hey, man, you know, you okay or whatever? And you just clearly, even on the NFL Network audio, <laughs> you clearly just hear him go, eh, my dick fell out. <laughs> that's, I, that's the part I went back and watched, like, 12 times in a row.
1: Can I honestly say words I've never uttered before in my life?
0: Uh... So you think... Uh, At least not
1: to a medical professional.
0: No. <laughs> so you think he's... I feel I feel like I'm kind of torn between whether he's walking around with a blessing or a curse. I can't, I can't
1: imagine he'll be able to enter any sports locker room for the remainder of his life where uh, he's not immediately just repeatedly kicked in the nuts for that video. It's just a lot of luggage to carry around <laughs> all the time. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't know if I need that. But but it's it's obviously... Vaulted his name into the no, probably popular like the, lexicon. It's probably into like the third round. <laughs> yeah, I think it can't have hurt his draft stock. No, I, I, a friend of a friend of mine was is actually at the uh, SEC basketball tournament right now, and uh, an older woman, uh, African American woman, sitting next to him. Uh, her icebreaker for introducing herself as they were sitting next to the tournament was, "Hey, have you seen that video where the guy's dick falls out?" <laughs> How and how old was this lady I, I was just about to say, he's the approximate her age at sixty five years old that's that's, that's pretty, a great
0: uh, that's a great conversation starter
1: now I was eating a uh, a nice hamburger for lunch today and and happened to also be sitting in close proximity to probably an eighty year old woman She did not bring that up <laughs> no
0: and you didn't bring it up to her either
1: no her uh she did walk off and leave her car keys in the table and i I was kind enough to chase her out of the restaurant
0: and, Wow and then she got into her blue minivan <laughs> you're like how oh, see you later.
1: Well, I'll see her later.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Eighty,
1: that's perfect. But um, so yeah. But I think in a hypothetical sense, if that, if there was some amount of money that you could take, but but that that was guaranteed to just happen to you at some unplanned moment of your life, and, and I'm talking about not in sports necessarily. I'm talking about just you could random. be just strolling, you know, down one of the aisles between cubes at work, and then. <laughs> you immediately have to dive to the floor to, because your dick falls out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we should make a cover talking about balls too. I mean this is not oh, yeah, everything. Yeah. Up, yeah. This is this is the, the is there an amount of money where you would be willing to make that No, trade?
0: No, because you would say yes and you'd be like, well you think of a certain amount of time during the day and during the course of the year and what are the odds it's gonna happen at the most awkward time. And then you're coaching like, I don't know, like a girls upper basketball team <laughs> And you're giving some
1: instruction on the court, and then everybody sees it. you take a dive onto the floor. <laughs> but I do feel like there is some some level of plausible deniability here because it's not an intentional act. It's not like I'm saying you have to just expose yourself. Yeah, It's going to completely happen by accident. The problem is you just don't know when it's going to happen, and it's going to happen instantaneously. So... You pretty much, it would pretty much ruin walking for you and running for you f- until it happened because you'd constantly be in fear yeah. that this could be the moment.
0: I think I'm good. <laughs> I, think, I think I can do without that. Like I might almost, might almost rather have the, uh, the hypothetical of maybe not once every day, but just, you know, I don't know once a year or something like that someone's just going to randomly just come up and punch you or something like that. I think I I think I could roll with that easier than the Yeah, other. but I
1: think you're you're really discounting the fringe benefits of of this other uh problem because depending on where it happens Oh, and I'm assuming that that you get that guy's uh dick for the <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, yeah. so so that's it. so not all you're getting money. <laughs> And how much You're also getting are you some other uh, extra hands. I, I feel like it can't be too high of a dollar value because I do feel like there's a point where everybody does it. Yeah, that's. But good I think you have to kind of weigh the benefits of the uh, extreme amount of awe and appreciation you would get from yeah. uh, certain members of uh, your inner circle. Uh, plus the uh, you know nominal cash value you know we'd be talking in the thousands of dollars here. Okay. nothing crazy we're, we're not talking about millions of dollars it's not life changing money
0: but and you don't have to run several forty yard dashes or well no because there.
1: then you would it would be too clear about what it was going to happen this this uh, could happen anytime you're ambulatory uh, anytime you're walking this could happen to you. All right, fair enough. Uh, and, and maybe you get lucky, and it just happens uh, one night while you're walking to the restroom. Uh, you know, in the middle of the night, and, and nobody's there to witness it. It doesn't. It, it's it's a completely random. And it's not situation. a requirement that you fall down on your face. No, that's completely up to you. Yeah. But 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 it, what is going to happen is that you're going to uh, have everything fall out. So I feel like in a lot of situations, your only recourse is going to be a fall on your face.
0: Yeah, that's probably going to be kind of a
1: natural <laughs> reaction more than anything else. Oh, especially in the business setting, I think that's the one yeah. part of it that cracks me up the most. Just thinking about uh, thinking about being in your generic office and uh, as someone introduces you for a yes. nice, nice uh, thirty minute presentation. Yeah, as you're as you're getting the PowerPoint slides lined up and yeah. then, uh, <laughs> next thing you know, you're face down on the ground. <laughs> you're and, reaching up. To oh, my... and uh, I, I think that that this goes without saying, but if you are in a public situation and, and that happens, and somebody inquires what oh, happened, you have to, yeah. then the answer has to be yes. Yeah. My dick fell. My huh? dick fell. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and that 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 goes. Uh, that, that that's an actually non negotiable. That, yeah. that just automatically comes out of your mouth, no matter who's asking, whether it be your, you know, your pastor or. <laughs> <laughs> As you reach up or, or- go <laughs> to connect the HDMI from your laptop to the
0: flat screen at work in the in the, <laughs> the conference room, and you take an immediate <laughs> nose dive down, down on the marble floor. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, well, I'll I will think further on that as to whether that's something uh, hypothetical I'd be willing to
1: accept or not. and your, imme- your immediate response to follow, I think is still.
0: Yeah. Some long, long thought there. Yeah. In a matter of speaking, yeah. yes. Very long. So, I think that
1: transitions uh, well to uh, you know baseball season coming up. I could not be more excited. I'm. Uh, I'm in a legal year-long fantasy sports league, and we've been going through our very exciting prospect draft, which is why I brought my handy Baseball America prospect handbook along with me. I wanted to... That's a rather thick book. I wanted to introduce you to a, uh, a Cincinnati Reds prospect that uh, I think you're going to be quite interested in.
0: Is his name like
1: Dick Humper <laughs> or something like that? <laughs> No, he's actually his name uh, is Amir Garrett, and uh, I'm going to describe this individual to you because I think you're going you're gonna to find his makeup to not be uh, prototypical for baseball. Uh, six foot five, okay, 225 pounds. He was drafted out of high school in 2011 by the Reds, but uh, he, uh, he would be what we would describe as an African-American fellow. Okay,
0: I think we're okay so far.
1: Yeah, and I wanna, I wanna make, uh, I, w- I wanna call special attention to uh, the first sentence of his bio. A, uh, a top high school uh, recruit was diagnosed with Down syndrome, <laughs> uh, but uh, he was a top high school recruit in basketball. I don't, I don't understand why exactly, but uh, nothing about his genetic makeup would indicate that. Uh, who only toyed with baseball. Uh, and never actually played organized baseball uh, until he did a showcase for scouts where he showcased a 95-mile-an-hour fastball with extreme athleticism. (laughs) So, (laughs) mind you, we're talking about a pitcher here. uh, Lots of natural
0: ability, obviously.
1: uh, Before they could get through one sentence of his uh, bio, they mentioned that he was a top basketball player in his high school. He had very low interest in even playing organized sports, especially baseball, but displayed incredible, extreme athleticism. Just walked on the field and just said, hey, I want to
0: play baseball yeah. now. I'm now better than everybody else. Yeah. And put no other work in whatsoever.
1: And uh, apparently for for several years, he played basketball and then dabbled with baseball um, and then officially gave up basketball in 2014. Uh, in 2015, he dominated high class A Florida State League. Wow.
0: Amir Garrett, huh?
1: Yes. And... Uh, since letting go of basketball, he's added 20 pounds of muscle mass, Ooh. which I think we could all stand to do. Uh, although you're like hypothetical, it. you could also add 20 pounds of mass. Uh, <laughs> uh, probably in a little bit easier way. Um, but uh, here's here's another thing. A um, lot of raw ability, a lot of raw talent. Fringy control and command. Not great sense for uh, making good baseball decisions.
0: <sighs> does, does it... Say, on there how many lunch pails that he carries out on the field
1: <laughs> uh he's also one of the oldest prospects in the Reds organization uh yeah, make him like twenty three right uh, that does make him twenty three and uh they're looking to develop him into a starter, but more likely a back end situational bullpen arm Hmm. Well,
0: i I like the little sports story there,
1: <laughs> but as much fun as it is to talk about our Dynasty leagues. Which is not very... It is for me. It's not fun for anybody else. The real focus is going to be, what in the world are we going to do when FanDuel moves out of Texas uh, at the end of April? I don't know. Um, It became such a part of my existence last year, a part of my routine. Every morning, setting your preliminary lineup, squatting on all the contests you wanted to be in, then that frantic right as you're driving home from work, just praying that everybody's starting and that nobody was scratched late. Yeah. And then the, uh, you know, panicked uh, when you have to pull over on the side of the road because, you know, some managers inexplicably decided to uh, sit one of your players in a you know excellent matchup that you had spent hours identifying. Well, I've put together the, yeah, the 558
0: lineup for the 6 o'clock start <laughs> several times.
1: Yeah, I, I uh, but I really, I'm going to miss it. I, I, I really didn't think that the legislation would move as quickly as it did. I, I guess it really isn't legislation, but no. I guess that I guess I thought FanDuel would have more stomach for the fight than they did. I have to assume
0: that I don't know if they've colluded in some way from a legal aspect with DraftKings and just agreed that hey DraftKings is going to be the one that takes the fight.
1: Apparently so, because I guess right after that FanDuel announcement, DraftKings f- like filed a lawsuit. Yep in texas to stay in there which is good and i'm probably gonna play but i really hate that two starting pitcher format it's just not to me it's just not as appealing not as much fun i think it takes some of the uh the skill in identifying really good hitting matchups it it devalues those because uh you know i feel like in the DraftKings model it's almost like you have to if you're playing in the short-handed leagues which is what i like to do you have to squat on the you know two big strikeout pitchers uh, just to be competitive. It, it doesn't give you as much incentive yeah. to take a flyer on uh, on cheap guys. Right. To me.
0: Yeah. I'm not a fan either, so we will be going uh, pretty hard and heavy through the month of April.
1: Well, no, and I think that's my plan is, is you know, I, I, uh, I worked really diligently last year to be very disciplined, not take any crazy shots, and kind of gradually move up the stakes as I was winning. Uh, that's all going out the window in April, like, I'm not gonna limp away from April. I, yeah. I'm either I'm either gonna just bust my whole bankroll in, in April, or I'm gonna I'm gonna own uh, half of Fanduel. I mean, yeah. that's pretty much my only options. I mean, I'm I'm not kidding. I'm talking like April 30th. I will be in a head-to-head contest for however much money's in my account. Yeah, I'm not cashing that out. I'm 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 going for. It. And by it's,
0: May first, living in a mansion or living in like a pop up tent. I'll be somewhere, I'll be
1: playing I'll be playing somebody uh, yeah in a heads in a heads up matchup for my for as, uh, the closest round number to whatever my account balance is. I promise you that.
0: Well, I enjoyed it just because it made baseball in general a little more uh, fun for me. <laughs> I've been known in recent years to essentially ignore an entire baseball season, uh, but last year I definitely did not do that, and it was one of the more Enjoyable season, specifically the Rangers that uh, that I can recall.
1: No, and I and I uh, just to take it a step further um, was strongly considering a purchase of MLB TV this year, uh, just so I could uh, just enjoy any game, enjoy the games because there were so many times when you would have a uh, you know a lineup in one of the later games where you just needed you know needed a couple of points out of a hitter and, and you know you'd be sweating it on your phone where I was thinking, you know, I could probably sell this through as a, a viable research tool. Um, but now it looks like, yeah, it looks like after April, we're going to be not really, uh, not really going to be a need for that. Going to be out of luck. But I I do think that the, um, the daily fantasy sports sites really shot themselves in the foot by how, how brazen they were with their advertising. I feel like if they could have kept it a little bit more under the radar, there would not have been near this kind of an outcry.
0: Yeah, because it's been around for several years. I mean, several being, I don't know, like 2011, 2012.
1: It's actually been around a little bit longer than that, yeah. but there was just no critical mass for it to... Um, I actually signed up for one in 2011. Oh, wow. Um, and then never actually, never played. I I I signed up with a... Um, where they, they gave you like a free chip to play a $5 tournament yeah. or whatever and did it one time... Uh. Didn't like it because this was before you know there was the ability to track things live in your phone. It was really pretty antiquated technology right. at the time. You you picked your lineup and then you, you logged in the next morning to see what you did. You know, yeah. I, I, to me the the compelling aspect of it is just the constant live right. live tracking. I mean, you know, I mean, I had that FanDuel app pretty much open from seven o'clock on every night, just watching watching it happen as it went. Yeah. You know, which is why people like it. Which is also why it's exactly like betting on live sports. Which is exactly why Ken Paxton doesn't, <laughs> doesn't want us doing it in Texas. But
0: yeah, I mean, it is. I, there's an argument, I guess, that could be made that it's not that it's not gambling. But I pretty much think it is gambling. I
1: do too. But but I also think that
0: um, I also think the lottery is gambling.
1: Yeah, well, it is, and I also think that we should. You know, we have a very antiquated view of gambling because. I think when they passed those laws back in the day, it was really thought to have a real deep criminal element, which parts of it do, and that they were also really concerned about fixing the sporting events. But the, the money involved around sports has gotten so big now that there's the allure of fixing a, a, a major sporting event isn't there because the payoff for the, what it would take to happen is just not viable compared to how much money these the sports are generating anyways. Right. And I think we will eventually live in a time when we can just casually go in and bet on a game. But we're probably five or ten years away from it.
0: Yeah, probably. I mean, I think that's the consensus that that is, that's where we're headed. Yeah. I mean, certainly the leagues themselves have fully embraced FanDuel and DraftKings as sponsors.
1: Yeah, but it's like you said, too, is it brings people back to... Sports that they maybe isn't on their top three favorite things to do because you've now created an interactive environment where they, you know, they really want to learn more about who the players are and the games and the results. And I don't think you could say any sport league is going to look at that as a bad thing.
0: No, I don't think so. I mean, there's. yeah, because a year ago, there was no way when you brought that in, I would have immediately recognized that that is being Corey Seager on the cover. <laughs> but today, instantaneously, I knew I knew who that was.
1: So if I put you on the spot right now and said,
0: uh, No, I'm not that. I in mean, depth. could you?
1: You think you could hit three of the top ten? Probably baseball not. America prospects, and I'm giving you Corey Seager. So you only got to get two more.
0: I've already got one.
1: Yeah. I, and, and I mean, I'll even give you another hint. Uh, there's a Rangers, a uh, couple of Rangers ties here. So, uh, is Alfaro on there? <laughs> no, no. Actually, that was a really bad guess. Oh. that was a terrible guess. Why? Because he's not a prospect anymore,
0: or he's just that far
1: down. Well, he's not a, with the Rangers anymore. So. Oh, I, Rangers related. <laughs> oh, I guess I did say Rangers related. Yeah. Yeah. No. Uh, th- this would be uh, uh, people currently in the Rangers organization.
0: So it's Gallo, yeah, right?
1: Yeah, Gallo's there. Yeah, Mazzara's not in the top ten. He is. He is, he is fifth, uh, oh, wow. according to baseball Prospectus right now. Fifth greatest prospect in baseball. And he's not doing anything in spring training to uh, cool no, off he's that.
0: completely just blowing up right now. Yeah,
1: I don't know what they're going to do with him because I think they have to send him down to get him seasoned more. Uh, yeah. and, and, and Desmond's been fine. I mean, uh, he had a home run the other day. I don't know that they've really seen a lot of field work from him yet, but uh, but yeah, I mean, I think somebody gets hurt or somebody starts really sh- screwing off like last year. I-, I think Mazar could kind of force his way up here if he stays hot, which is crazy as young as he is.
0: Yeah, maybe, but I'm I'm hesitant because of how things went with Gallo. I and year. I think
1: I think everybody's cognizant, of that. and I mean Gallo for his whole time through the minors, like his bad pitch selection and high strikeout rights always plagued him. Yeah. So it only becomes magnified, you know, at the big league level. But I think what hurt Gallo and what would hurt Mazzara is I don't want them bringing them up unless they're going to get regular at bats. I mean, if they're going to play every, every day. day because otherwise they need to be, you know, they need to be down uh, working and getting, you know, getting those at bats and improving, you know, at the, at the stage of their careers. Well,
0: that's what they're going to do with the great profile at
1: triple a, right, And and I can't wait for uh, Profire to start putting some pressure uh, on Elvis' seat because I've about had it with that guy. It's
0: going to happen. He's going to – I don't know if he's going to get back up to the level that made him the number one prospect in all the baseball, but he's going to improve enough that he's either going to take a spot here or he's going to be a nice little trade chip for later this year or next year.
1: Yeah, I I think so, but man, I, I you know, I'm not a big believer in this, but I, I wanna make sure that what happened to Elvis in the uh game five last year hasn't ruined him. Uh he didn't Feliz him? Yeah, if you think of Feliz or, or or Brad Lidge when uh you know when Pujols hit that that, uh, that still hasn't landed Yeah, yet. ball to the moon. <laughs> uh, you know I know it's a little different for a position player, but I mean he you know he had one of the most brutal innings in the field I've ever seen in my life, you know, and that includes yeah. you know our softball games. Um, That's saying a lot I, too. I, I yeah, I mean I I I'm sure it'll be fine, but, you know, until, until we get into the season, we see, you know, that he's been able to, to completely shake that off. Yeah, you know, I think there's, there's at least a, a, a rational level of concern there.
0: So how is softball going so far this year?
1: So we played uh, in the windiest game I've ever been a part of. Is uh, that this week? Monday night. Okay, so uh, it was before
0: the rain came. The, in, yes. the
1: the wind was literally gusting to thirty to forty miles. An hour. we had a big uh, a big umpire mess up. We had a rookie umpire, and he immediately came out to the field and uncovered the uh, the kids pitcher's mound, which is okay. about six or seven feet in front of the correct
0: pitcher. I've mound. accidentally pitched from that one before. Right.
1: Uh, and then, uh, you know, we informed the umpire that he needs to cover that up, that you can't pitch from it. And he told us that, no, that was the mound that we needed to be using. Uh, and thankfully though, you know, the wind was blowing straight in, uh, you know, maybe to take a little edge off of comebackers. But what was really humorous is, is we had a, a conference with the umpire, you know, where there was some argument about which mound to use. And he was adamant that, that we had to use the kid's pitching mound. Uh, not two minutes later, another umpire just strolling by the field, like leaving because the game on the other field had forfeited. Because nobody thought we were going to play because of the weather. Uh, he he made a U-turn and came back and yelled at the ump through the fence and said, hey, you need to cover up that mound. Yeah. And uh, you think uh, some of the uh, hotter heads on our team handled that well? Probably uh, not. The ump- No, the answer would be no. Uh, and then I think we didn't get a call the rest of the night. Uh, yeah. But we did push our record to 6-0. Wow.
0: Um,
1: we may be playing down a league that that's up for debate but uh <laughs> well you know
0: you gotta stomp on somebody at some level
1: but i did have a uh, I did have a really uh a really proud moment the uh they made a switch fields between games so that the um it changed the orientation of the wind the, the the first game it was blowing straight in uh and then we basically had a straight crosswind in the second game uh and I was trying to uh, hit the ball to right field, and I and hit one off the end of the bat with with really good corkscrew motion that that uh, wind was pushing towards the foul line. And I fully expected uh, when the ball hit the ground that it was just going to skip right to the fence, and that I had an easy double. So I uh, I ran to first, and and uh, you know never even considered running through the bag. I, I was taking a turn the whole way. Uh, the ball landed right behind the first baseman and bounced right in his glove. <laughs> So I ran, uh, rounded the base by about five steps and then realized like I was in big trouble and I just turned around right into a tag. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was right there.
0: Wow, what a great moment.
1: Yeah, uh, baseball, you know, 20 grade old uh, baseball IQ for me, for sure. Yeah.
0: Well, I made my return to the uh, basketball court. To the hardwood? Yeah, a couple of weeks ago after a 15 month layoff. Which, and I didn't have like... an. Did a- you stretch before the game? No. <laughs> I didn't have like an Achilles injury or anything like that either. I just didn't play for 15 months. So it was... Uh, Did you vomit
1: at any point during no, the game? No, I didn't, well, although... It sounds like this this probably went pretty well.
0: Uh, In some ways, yes. In some ways, no. So do we
1: have a stat line on this game?
0: Well, the very first game, it was very... To give a, a new Mavericks reference, it was a very David Lee type game. Okay. Very minimal points, but we we're... Grab some rebounds and get some assists, but
1: a very workmanlike performance. Very
0: workmanlike. And this past week, it was a little, a little better. The toughest thing to get back is just like the timing and your shot and stuff like that. Um, but surprisingly, you know, still work out, you know, still run on the treadmill and all that. But it's not the same as sprinting up and down. <laughs> I found that out pretty quickly. And you had joked about. Yeah, I needed to stretch because there was going to be a hamstring pull in my future, and I've never pulled a hamstring in my life. Great. Probably because I either don't Sounds run like fast Sounds like you're challenging
1: enough, God here, but go ahead.
0: I don't run fast enough or typically try probably hard enough to pull anything. Uh-huh. That first game at halftime, all of a sudden I feel kind of an odd twinge. <laughs> a grab. <laughs> and, and a pain in that area, and I'm thinking, oh my God, it's just, it's destiny. I've, I've been jinxed. That it's going to happen. But uh, I stretched a little bit at halftime. We were good to go. Yeah, And you're good to out. go from there. Uh, yeah, then I <laughs> dove on the floor immediately. The refs came over and asked me if I was okay. I gave them the, you know, the typical response. And uh, they were like, all right, well, I mean, can we play now? Or do you need more time? So pulled the compression shorts back up. <laughs> went out and spared it out for the... The rest of the second half, but so yeah, that that's not easy. Well, I think getting over uh, that's that, not that first, easy one,
1: uh, first one without an injury, is a big a big plus. I I I, uh, I have one more athletics related story for you that happened this morning. that I think you'll find quite funny. But um, did you listen to the e break this morning?
0: I did not missed it.
1: Oh, this is this is going to fall. This is going to fall really flat. But um, somebody uh, called into the e break as. Generic South African advertiser, which is uh, Mitch Lurie from the Leather Sofa Company. Oh, okay, I got you. Yeah, but the guy called uh, called the uh, eBreak, and he said he said hi, and he was doing the voice perfect. And he said I'm uh, I'm generic uh, South African advertiser. And they said well well hi, and he said he said I just love custom <laughs> custom leather seating. <laughs> but anyways, I uh, so I was at the gym and I was doing the uh, the lat pull down machine. So you know you've got the little pin and the weight stack. And then so there's one that I'm sitting at, and then and then you know 90 degrees to the left there's another one, uh, and a guy's doing the tricep pull down. Yeah. Guy I've never seen before, older gentleman. I was I, we were both working out. We both had our headphones in. We were both clearly listening to the ticket at the same time. So we were both right in the middle of our set, and we both dropped like literally simultaneously dropped the weight because we were laughing so yeah. hard. at I just love custom leather seating. <laughs> Struck such a chord with us that there was, there was like a double, clack, a double crash, and then we were both like just, and I, didn't, I didn't, had not even noticed he was there until then. We were both laughing, and I kind of looked up at him. He looked at me, and we exchanged the knowing. Just gave the knowing and nod. The knowing nod, yeah. yeah. But it, was, it was quite, a, uh, quite a, a good moment. It took a history for me, for sure. So
0: I was, uh, was at the gym yesterday morning. and had an awkward, well, it wasn't that awkward. It was more weird for me than I think the other guy. That's a horrible way to start off a story about going to the gym.
1: Well, it is, but...
0: Nobody had to fall fall on the floor or anything. But I was doing the uh, military press, and, uh, you know, trying to get out the last couple of uh, reps there. Right out that last set. Might start to look like there's a bit of a struggle, which there was, and obviously I had it, you know, the whole time. We get to, like, the last rep, and this guy had... I guess he had snuck up behind spotting me right. and I had no idea that he was there. And you're just kind so of like a
1: like like a good he's Samaritan he's, uh, he's
0: great. good Samaritan spot. But he's not only a guy who helps out, he's a guy who in your last rep where you kinda struggle a little bit has to yell out like, Oh, to get you inspired to yeah, finish the level. except for when I well, start he's... to push and I'm concentrating he yells out and <laughs> scares the absolute shit out of me. I can't believe I didn't drop the weight on me. I mean, I was literally like spooked. I think yeah. it scared me and I pushed it up. And then I think this was,
1: guy's doing a good bit though. I think this
0: is a good bit. It, it might be because it's the same thing. So he,
1: he just is like, come on.
0: Yes. You got this. Exactly. But you didn't know he was there. Yeah, I had no idea. Unbelievable.
1: That is that is unbelievable. It was like something out of a
0: horror movie. And I was also listening to, I don't know, probably a podcast or or the or The Ticket or something. Um, so I was completely concentrating on what I was doing and that. So surroundings like, yeah, like this guy's standing there. ISIS is cutting off somebody's head. (laughs) I would have not known any of it. And it just complained. I I didn't obviously share with him that he had just scared me because that's, who's going to say that? Yeah, that's not cool. No. Um, but yeah, that was my, that was my experience at the gym yesterday. So, but I did hear, uh, This morning on the radio that I think at the eight forty bit they referenced the the Brian and Ball State and they replayed all that.
1: Oh okay, see I wasn't listening then.
0: Which I felt that was very uh very appropriate as we started this today for the the very first time that Brian and with Ball State and boom goes the dynamite is probably a level that we're probably gonna have to work ourselves up to aspire
1: to get to that as as
0: opposed to uh as opposed to laughing at that.
1: So but I'm pretty impressed. We've been able to talk for almost an hour straight, and uh, we haven't had to kill too much dead air yet. So I no, like not it's too much. Good. And we haven't even get, we haven't even got into uh, probably the thing I was most interested in talking about, which is the um, uh, Grego going after Eddie Gossage on Twitter.
0: <laughs> I, I'm okay with uh, diving into that. It's one okay. of the more puzzling things you you see on the. Uh, Seen on the Twitter I, I, I feed find it one of the weeks. more
1: puzzling targets uh, of all the strange people to just decide to just out of the blue go after. Because I feel like Eddie just made a really innocuous tweet about being excited that the F one race was going to stay in Austin. Yeah, and uh, uh, didn't really seem like there was much more to it. And then we got a Grego quote tweet, and then uh, just a hail of accusations followed.
0: Oh, that that Eddie Gossage not only is just like a bad guy, that he apparently is pure evil. And then it was very. And then, of course, he's not going to come out and accuse him of specific things because that's how you're going to get yourself in trouble, and get sued if you say, "Hey, he, you know, he cuts off the heads of puppies at night or something like that." He's just saying that he's a really bad guy. Nobody should, nobody should go see NASCAR or go, you know, go to right, TMS or spend one dollar at TMS right.
1: because. But then I mean, he he made a pretty strong implication that he did back off for that. That there was some, maybe some kind of sexual deviants and then he backed off from that and then and then just implied a bunch of other things but he never really gave any concrete yeah.
0: I feel like example he, of anything bad it was just at one point in time he went after the catholic church i think that was mentioned somewhere along the way and then one thing i pulled from the whole uh, from the whole thing was later on somebody had asked him about his education i knew he had a degree from tcu do you know he has a a mass? Oh, at least he says <laughs> no, he has I'm a sorry. masters in theology from, from SMU? SMU. Yeah, that was a complete surprise to but me. But I do but, feel but like, I, I also don't know whether to believe that or not. I feel like somebody could fact check that, and they'd be like, "Yeah." Well,
1: I, I do feel like like just arguing in Twitter comments that you're smarter than somebody else is not a sign of great intelligence. No, but I feel, and he's been off the grid all day today, so I I feel like whatever he was, whatever was happening in his chemical. Imbalance situation was really peaking. Has anybody seen him recently? Oh, I only like probably pictures that he tweeted, you know, probably during last TCU season, football season. Well, that's when he was... They were
0: unbelievable. He looks like a stage five AIDS patient. (laughs) Unbelievable. Wearing some purple TCU boots. But no, but
1: he, you know, I, I fully expected to wake up the next morning after the, uh, the Richie Witt or the, um the Eddie Gossett yeah. stuff, it, I fully like expected to wake up and have him have deleted all those tweets and like it never happened. And yep. instead, he doubled down and started going after Richie Witt and questioning that he was like plagiarizing his stories yeah. and that there was some kind of travel ban that was going to keep him from going international to cover the Olympics. I mean, there's just a... Yep. And believe me, I am no fan of Richie Witt's either, but no. my goodness. Uh, talk about full throttle uh, out of the hammer.
0: Yeah, the thing about the Olympics was uh, he was all. This was a past Olympics, right? And he was all set to go to cover it, and then they stopped him. Security allegedly. I mean, that's
1: what that's what the hammer says. Yeah,
0: at the last minute, and it. But there was no detail as to why. It was just here's what I know, and you should just believe it because I've now put it in some sort of written format, which now makes it fact. Right. Basically. Yeah, in 140 characters or less. Yeah.
1: And he's still... And not less in his case. A lot of 140 characters. Over and over and over and over again.
0: And he's still rolling with the uh, Twitter avatar of the cartoon picture of himself with the (laughs) GGBAC on his hat. Now, what what was Grego's something blog and cafe? Yeah, Grego's gigantic blog and cafe. Okay, first off... How is a cafe involved in this whole thing?
1: And I went to the uh, I went to the site because it's still in his bio, and uh, I got a um, this domain is. It just sale. went to GoDaddy. Yeah, I did, or, or whatever registrar uh, has the the little placeholder page. But yeah, it said uh, it said this. Too. So maybe maybe that's what we should do is uh, is buy that and then rename this. Grego's uh, gigantic blog and cafe and probably probably could have him on as a guest every week. He seemed like he was more than willing to talk to anybody. Yeah. I feel like it would literally take one direct message and we could probably have him uh, on Skype talking to us uh, without question.
0: I think we could make it happen.
1: Now, he said he wasn't good at podcasting either, so I'm a little concerned about uh, adding that to our mix. Yeah. That could be a problem. <laughs> we, don't need to,
0: we don't need to multiply anything else by zero. <laughs> Another thing that just bothers me with the whole thing is just the the use of uh, of the letter A in the word and in in the acronym. It Seems like that goes without saying that you just kind of you roll that in. That,
1: that yeah, yeah. I mean, so. it's not like it, it, the only time uh, you don't do that is if if adding that extra A makes it uh, spell something that you're really yeah. desperately trying to. GG uh, back doesn't spell. It anything. really doesn't. It really doesn't. But no, that that. Um, i'm I'm interested to see if he materializes again because he he kind of has a tendency on Twitter to go dark for for long periods of time. So I'm interested to I'm interested to see if if uh, if and when and how he comes back after this uh, you know forty eight hour just barrage that uh, that we've got well, to enjoy. I
0: mean he's been fired by all the sports stations and apparently
1: blacklisted, as he mentioned many, many times in many of his tweets. Well, I, exactly how you go about doing that. I would feel like um, getting kicked off the air for being high uh, multiple times yeah. uh, kind of implies blacklisting, but he, he made it seem like there was this nefarious uh, there, uh, attempt, perhaps by Eddie Gossage. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, maybe he really wanted Rich Phillips' job uh, at TMS, and, uh, and, and Eddie turned uh, and turned another direction. And maybe that's what it was. And that's where the whole thing. I don't know. I mean,
0: officially blacklisted. He just seems like he's the guy who's. Your friend that calls you and you just never answer the phone when he calls. Like, he's that guy. Like, you don't hate him. If you run into him, it's okay. But right, but
1: you don't want to get stuck uh, no. having to, having to uh, answer whatever he's calling about. No, there
0: will be no instances where you will volunteer contact or interaction or by, you know, certainly not work with the guy. So, yeah, I think he's having, I think he's having some, some issues and problems out there. Poor, poor Grego. We'll certainly pray for him and hope he's not on the radio anymore because he's, he's kind of a one-trick he, he's pony. He's still holding
1: out that, uh, holding out that uh, hope for that one last ticket segment where he can clear the air with Ryan yeah, so he would take a bullet for. Um, that was his
0: perfect, perfect fit, and he was great in that yeah. role until he snorted it away.
1: I mean talking about Allegedly. hypotheticals, I don't think there's an amount of money or or anything else in the world you could give to them to give him his one last segment. I think no, the, the feelings are so fried there that it would never happen.
0: He's open with everything though, and who knows how accurate it is, but you know, somebody asked him what he was making when he was when he was with the ticket and he right. said three hundred K a year and that's what That the, was two thousand six, yeah.
1: Think, so that's Gosh, ten years ago.
0: So he, so he said, yeah, the host there probably makes significantly more than that I would now. assume. So, which I'm not that surprised by that, but
1: yeah, but when you think in terms of like what syndicated radio hosts are making, it's nothing. Yeah, and that's and that's a shame.
0: But there is the uh, tremendous difference between what the host is making and what, say, the board op is making. Oh my gosh, yeah. So we don't want to dig through that because I'm not throwing out a bunch of names and (laughs) what they make or what they've shared. But, you know. We just need to pray for some people. Various radio employees most of which I'm a very big fan of. I've I've heard them say, "Hey, I do this job and I make like 29,000 or 31,000 a year." But
1: aren't you doing that just on the hope that you you you're one step closer break than everybody through. else yeah. to, to breaking through and then and then when you do it it balances because then then you end up so far on the other end of the pay scale it well, makes it worth it.
0: I think it's that and I think it's also just especially if you were with a station like that um it's just being a part of that whole scene is probably worth it like Okay, I'm making half of what I could make sitting in some cubicle somewhere, right. but I get to hang out with these guys right. going and road And there's trips. probably
1: non-monetary perks like you know tickets to games, free food, you know things. Maybe,
0: maybe the fact that you
1: work like three hours a day. Uh, yeah, yeah. Let's time. not uh, let's not rule that
0: out either. So, but yeah, to wrap to wrap that up, Grego's still crazy.
1: Yeah, and and uh, despite what he's saying in his tweets, probably still using too. So mm, I'm. I'm just gonna go ahead and uh, casually leave that there you know once we've hit like the millionth subscriber mark i,
0: I imagine that grego is going to be one of those he's going to hear this and he's going to
1: he's going to hit you with a nice little lawsuit <laughs> well, it's a good thing i'm uh, not disclosing my identity at any point so that's a good point so we got anything else no i think that's a that's a good solid start i'm running i'm running out of material uh Running out of material pretty fast. I think it'd be a good place to leave it. Maybe maybe the next time we talk, we'll have actually uh, completed a round of golf that we can break down.
0: Yeah, I think so. Uh, I'm noticing here Joey Gallo has hit a three-run homer today, so I guess he's deserving of being yeah, like third uh, on that list, yeah,
1: right after uh, Alfaro apparently. So, all
0: right, so we'll uh, we'll cut things off here and. For the ones of people that will probably have uh, yeah. have listened to this, to our our mom. Hi. We well, no, that's not going to happen. <laughs> but we will uh, we'll do better next time, and we we apologize for the coat hanger abortion that episode <laughs> one has been. So uh, we'll get out of here, and uh, next time.